Hello, welcome back to Just Talking. Today we're talking about things that happened in the news and our lives. We got a McDonald's scam, Irish nipple sucking, mayonnaise ice cream, and a Chinese author killer. That's not really a good description of the last one, but let's, let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here, let's talk about it. Wait, 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 let's discuss this. You mean a Chinese killer author? Killer like, author, really good writer. Really, like such a good writer. He kills it, but then also murders people. Murders people. Well, that's like last on the list. But first, are we going to keep doing this regularly, Katie? I beg Katie to do this like every day. And I say yes, but then just life gets in the way, you know. Too tired. Want to go jump in the ocean? Jimmy doesn't have time because of the Yankees. Yeah, well, you work. I work. We that are, one we can't really get around. We're so. still, we're st- well, Yankees is me working. We're still exactly. In, we're still in New Jersey. We're going to be here for the full month of August. Katie's working at Crab's Claw. I work at... Home. Yeah, do Yankee stuff. What's your state of mind? That's my new thing I like doing on Talking Yanks. My state of mind Yeah, people right need now? to know you're, so we're at the kitchen table. We need to give them a visual. Katie's got a cute bandana in her hair. I'm wearing a backwards hat that looks like it's been stepped on. And uh, now Katie's yawning. But Ooh, we're at um, the kitchen table, at the heads of the table, staring at each other. I'm not staring at you. I'm staring off into space. So what's your state of mind? Now they have the physical, the, know where we're coming to them from. What's your state of mind? My state of mind is I'm really tired. Um, my feet hurt. Uh that's yeah that's pretty much it tired my feet hurt i'm happy though i'm very happy to be here talking you're happy and you're tired and then your feet are feet hurting is in the state of mind i don't think it is if that's all you can think about wow that's pretty good twist on that gotcha i just got off an hour hour and 50 minute phone call with union bank which is the worst bank in the history of the entire world uh so i i'm i'm like fighting frustration still I think I'm getting over it pretty well. I'm pretty well versed in dealing with. You handle yourself very well. Your your version of frustration and my version of frustration are hilariously different. What's your version of frustration? Comically different. What's your version of, version of frustration? Throwing things, screaming, like throwing my fist down very dramatically, even if no one's there to see it. Uh, you know, like temper tantrum essentially. Yours learned- is very kind cool collected you always make a point of saying i know this isn't your fault and there's nothing you can do about it but so i went through the supervisor for 40 minutes and then i, I went through the regular customer service for 40 minutes he didn't like, he didn't help me at all i went to the can i ask for a supervisor she finally knew the problem right away but said she couldn't help me with it i said that's crazy is there anyone above you so yeah we have so, my manager here so i'm at an hour into the phone call before i get to the manager and he comes on to the phone and he says how you doing today? I say, not great. Not good at all. And he says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. My name's Jason. How can I help you? And I said, Jason, you're going to get the brunt of my bad mood. And it's not your fault. But it's the people who work under you. So maybe it is your fault. Here we go. <laughs> so I opened it up. Jesus, that is a lot to take in as a supervisor. I think I, like my stomach would drop instantly hearing that. For those of you that don't know what Jimmy's talking about, he has a business account with... Union Bank. 
which is located in California. We are in New Jersey. We've been in New Jersey. And from the beginning of this process of getting his business account open, it's been... Two months. It's been uh, mistake after mistake after mistake. On their end. On their end. And their communication skills and their ability to solve these mistakes is non-existent. And maybe after the third mistake, I said, Jimmy, I really think you should just open an account with another bank. But he I'm said, always, no, we're, all, we're, we're almost there. There can't be anything else that can go wrong. Let's just, I'm just going to wait until this process is done and I have access to my account <laughs> and then it'll be fine. Here we are. Did I you, think, did two you, more mistakes deep. Did you and hear? And I just said the same thing to him and he says, well, no, I mean. We're always one. Did like, you hear our end of the conversation with the guy? Uh-uh. Oh, you can only hear my end. He is no, like, I well, he is, well, I foresee, uh, I can once we get this situated, I can ensure there will be no more setbacks or uh, situations. Don't and don't I, trust. Did him. you hear my response? Yeah, I, I said did. that's what I thought three three mistakes ago. So you can't ensure anything. I can guarantee there's going to be more setbacks. And he was just like, "Okay, man, get out of here." I was like, "Hey, yeah, I got I left the I left the phone call with him saying, "Okay, well, I can do this step that takes six weeks." Or that takes six days to fix the problem. Part part of solving that problem is going to my personal bank, Bank of America, and having them change something. And and uh, the new problem is that the one bank has my name as James Vincent O'Brien with an apostrophe, and the other has me as James V. O'Brien, no apostrophe, and they can't sync up. That's the new problem. So he's like, you can go to Bank of America because you have to walk in. I'm like, okay, well, if I walk into a Bank of America – the odds that I just set up a business account in that situation right there and ditch you guys is very high. And he was like, okay, okay, <laughs> whatever. I didn't, I didn't mean to talk about this on here, but. I mean, you need to vent. This is a good place to do it. This is a safe space, James. I used to, I used to get frustrated like physically where I throw stuff and now I. I and punch walls. I've heard about you punching walls a lot. When I was 14, yeah, they told, yeah. Me, told us we were moving to California. I punched a wall. Oh, so it was just the one time. Yeah, I don't think I've had multiple wall punching experiences. Oh, that's weird. I had it in my head for some reason that you that this was like a regular occurrence for you during no, those was, adolescent years. No, it was when they told me we were moving from Connecticut to California my sophomore year. More, but aren't you school. glad that you did move to California? Because if you hadn't, then you wouldn't have gone to college there or you wouldn't have had high school friends there and you wouldn't have been drawn back there. Then you and I never would have met. Oh, it all comes back to you. Okay. Well, <laughs> you don't need to say it like that. But yeah, yeah. essentially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. One time I had a fight with my girlfriend in high school or college. Don't refer to her as that. My ex-girlfriend. Yeah, thank oh, you. Sorry, that was weird, I guess. That's really you're, weird. You're, you're right. One time I had a fight with my ex-girlfriend when I was driving and she was driving me insane something silly like the radio, the music, and I took my hat off and just like threw it at the dashboard. I was like, oh, and whipped up the dashboard and she just started crying instantly because I was like, I was like, that was like restraining, just throwing my hat. But that's the last time I think I learned my lesson. Yeah, you're a very calm person now. You very uh, cool headed. I'm, I'm very hot headed. So you're not hot headed. All right. I am when I get angry. I don't think anyone would believe that. Because everyone just thinks of me as the nice person who can't get angry or mean. I can get mean, okay? Right. Yeah, no, you can't. I can too. I can too. <laughs> Shut up. She says with a big smile on her face. 
ask my parents. Ask my dad of all people. He would know. He would tell you. In family doesn't count. Like how you act around your family is not how you act in the real all world. All right. Let me think of some Not sh- you personally. The whole entire world. Then yeah, I guess I can't really. That used to bother me a lot because my family like would be like, you're so argumentative or stubborn about me. I'm like, yeah, I am with you guys. I, yeah. I don't even talk to people. I don't even, like, at my work, in right. my office, I wouldn't you even talk to them. You definitely treat your parents and your siblings very differently than you would anyone else. Like, my parents, I'm, their classic line was, I hope you don't go to your friend's house and, and do this or leave dishes in the sink. I'm like, of course not. I care what those people think. <laughs> I don't care what you think. <laughs> You're my family. You have to love me. Yep. Oh, here comes Zimmer. Poor baby Zim. Zimmer is the dog. He's a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. He's 13 years old. He's got... He just really likes being around people. He so, likes to just lay down on your feet. Like, watch. He's, yeah. Well, he's they can. Looking. It's a podcast. He's eyeballing... Okay, obviously. I'm saying that to you, Jimmy. And then I was going to give a play-by-play to those listening. All right. Give the play-by-play of Zimmer. Zimmer was just stopped and staring towards my feet. I guarantee you, after he's done drinking his water... And when he decides to come lay down under the table, if I just put my hand under the table, he'll come nuzzle up to my feet. Yeah, he likes that. Lay on my. He's been he's been sleeping in bed with us. When when Zimmer sleeps in bed with you, he sleeps on top of the blankets. So he he puts your legs. Yeah, but he puts your legs a prisoner because he like smashes the blankets down, and then you're trapped. I think that's all dogs. Even Jenny, who was really small, she would lay on top of the blankets on top of the bed and she'd still like she'd look for your feet to lay on your feet yeah zim likes laying on the feet well zimmer's got an infection on his leg so he had the cone of shame so he couldn't lick himself or anything and he keeps doing this weird thing too when he eats yeah, yeah. he does this yeah luke doesn't know what this is he tried to google it uh he, he like after he eats he kind of like puts his head down and like no, nudges it like even, a budding rhino no he didn't even take a bite he like looked into the food sneezed or sniffed and then put his I think he searched down and it was like, like how, you know how horses get excited and they, 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 yeah, it's kind of like that. I think he's searching for the good food, not the shitty food. Oh, we're we're not allowed to look at him when he eats. Otherwise he'll stop eating. And he knows if you're looking at him. He's like one of those 13 year old fake anorexic girls who refuses to eat at a boyfriend's house. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Moving on. We have some topics today. We don't have a big topic. So I asked, what's some interesting stories that you guys have seen? People sent them in. Um, McDonald's scam. This is a big one, actually. So big, the movie rights already got bought. Did you hear about this, Katie? No, like, I haven't been keeping up with the news at all lately. Okay. So I really have no idea what's going on in the world. All right, so McDonald's... This seems used, important, though, so I think not, I should know this. It's from the 90s. You know they used to uh, have the Monopoly well, that McDonald's had? Yeah. And they would have big winners and instant winners. Well, the guy who was in charge of making sure the game was fair and safe... And he was, like, in charge of putting the winning pieces randomly so they were actually random. No. He just hit him and sold them to all his friends for, like, money. So he would he would sell them for a percentage. And then the FBI did a whole sting. And he was, like, giving it to his wife's sister and his friends. And then they, it got, like, they were – his friends would set up fake names and addresses in different states so it all wouldn't link back to his town. But they just would forward the phone line. So if you called that house in New Jersey, the phone line would just forward to South Carolina and the FBI like was investigating them. So they found it out. So they weren't very smart about it. They, they had no idea people were watching. 
So they so, like they had no idea well, the FBI was think, investigating. They didn't think millions of dollars would just go unnoticed. No, it wasn't unnoticed. People were winning. It was just all the winners were his friends. Right, but I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. The only way they knew about I it was someone called fair. in and tipped them off and was like, "You need oh. to investigate." Blah blah. Oh. And uh, so he went to jail for 15 years. A lot of the other people went to jail for five years. But Matt Damon and Ben Affleck bought the rights to make it a movie immediately as this article came out. The article's long as hell. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of too long of an article. Wait, so this happened in the 90s, but this article just came out about it? Yeah, I guess it was. It was a story back then. But this is like this like a you know enough time has passed to really like get the information and like look at it. But it's crazy. No one won those McDonald's games. McDonald's made so much money. I mean, and, I always knew those. That was a scam. It was definitely playing in the '90s too. As a you'd peel them off their soda years. cans. There was also some cool stories, like some cool ancillary stories on this article about employees that were just stealing them. Like they were just stealing like stacks of the cups and bringing them home so they could collect more pieces and shit. We once, my friend and I, once went through a drive-through. We went through a really. This was in high school. This was a really, really unhealthy phase. But we would go to McDonald's like three times a day just for like in the morning for our coffee. And then during lunch, we would get passes to leave leave school and go to McDonald's. It was just like a place to hang out. And we usually would just get a drink. But then one night we were driving through and they by that point, they knew who we were. They recognized us. Which this, is, this is interesting because um, you came on the other podcast, history podcast with Jake Laughs from the Past. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about McDonald's and you said you would never go inside a McDonald's. Because of embarrassment. No. It was we drove through. Oh, the drive through people knew you. Okay. I mean, I've definitely gone in and I felt very ashamed. I made it very quick in and out. But no, this was, we would drive through. Anyway, so we drove through one night and the guy knew us and we were like, hey, we just really want some hash browns. But to be honest, we really just want the Monopoly. Like we just want the the things. And it was like the last night of Monopoly. So he was like, okay. He ended up giving us like all the leftover hash browns they had because it was like, you know, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. No one was ordering hash browns. So he gave us all the leftovers from earlier that day. We went through and we didn't win anything. I think we got like one free fry, but... I think my sister Courtney won like a free Monopoly board game. That's pretty cool. I'd be okay with that. And it was Australia too, so I think she won that. Yeah. So the dude who did this... Wait, so in Australia, are there Monopoly boards the other direction? Oh, I don't think so. But in Asia, maybe. Because they go go right to left. So maybe... Oh, yeah, that makes... I guess that's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, This guy, the reason he started cheating was because Monopoly refused to put a winner in Canada. They wanted the winner to be in America. Which is great. Go America. And he was like, okay, well, that's rigged. So I'm going to rig it now for me to make millions. Oh, he thought because someone was already rigging it that he could get away with it himself on a much grander scale. And he used that info for a plea deal to get lesser sentence. Wow. Um, okay. And, yeah, and then he like ratted out. Do you think McDonald's has any ties to the mafia or Illuminati? Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the The cool thing is that that's going to be an awesome movie. A con man like conning McDonald's and the FBI yeah. watching him. It's like uh, any any. It's like a Catch Me If You Can, but Monopoly yeah, like white trash exactly. Monopoly version. 
Well, it's also funny because didn't they just come out with the movie about the history of McDonald's or like the founder? The founder. Of Ma- yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Really Was it called The Founder? Yeah, it's called The Founder. Oh. Um, so that's pretty good timing. Yeah. They should just do a whole series of all the things that have happened within the, the McDonald's history of McDonald's. I'm sure there's other stuff too. Probably pretty interesting. There's probably a book out there. History of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And there's also, you know, the, what was the fast food documentary about McDonald's? The guy ate McDonald's every day for oh, a year. Super size me. Super I watched me. it like 20 times in health class. And then there's the, all the information if, that came out about think the about how, slime. Think about how dumb our society was back when Super Size Me came out. Like that was groundbreaking. Hey, if you eat McDonald's every day for 30 days, you get really, really, like, it's really bad for you. Like, at that time, in the early 2000s. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone was questioning what would happen if you ate it every day for a year. I think people were just having a hard time believing the actual effects of, like, of fast food to your diet and to your health. I think Even, it was still a little eye-opening for America. I think that was eye-opening for a lot of Americans how bad McDonald's actually is. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Which is I nuts, think their point now too. It's, it's so everywhere, right? It, yeah, and I think there was a the bigger point was that lower-income people who can't afford to, you know, go, yeah, yeah, pick up groceries and make their own meals. Like, we need to have a healthier option, a healthier, cheap option like McDonald's, but not as yeah deadly. Speaking of healthy, the next topic we're going to talk about is this mayonnaise-flavored ice cream. Had you seen this at all? This made the rounds on, like, internet and Twitter and Instagram. No, you haven't in- seen it. You interested in eating mayonnaise-flavored ice cream? Not in the least bit, no. Okay, let's go through the condiments of, of and you rank Mustard. Your, yeah, I was, that's where we're getting at. If there's a <laughs> mustard-flavored ice cream, you'd be all over it. I don't know if I'd be all... if. See, that's where I, mm, I'll eat mustard by itself. No, no, Gladly. no, 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 no. But mixed with cream you and frozen? You told me we're not allowed to tell people you eat mustard by itself anymore. I don't care anymore. So many people have seen me do it. Oh. It's just great if I'm starving. Or just slightly hungry. Just like, or even just not hungry at all. <laughs> just felt like eating mustard. You got mustard in your, an extra mustard pack. I used finished. to, I used to actually like when I went to the, when I was a teenager and we'd go to the mall to hang out, which I don't know why that was a thing we'd always get wetzel's pretzels and i'd always get the same thing and i'd make sure to grab extra mustard mustard packets (laughs) so that i would have some leftover and i would just always have mustard packets in my purse so i could just have one and snack on it it's really shameful i know i shouldn't be admitting this would you have mustard would you have ketchup flavored ice cream uh no that's disgusting would you give ketchup by itself oh but would you Love give? It. But would you give the ketchup flavored ice cream a try before the mayonnaise flavored ice cream? Which no. one would you try first? Mayonnaise. I would do mustard. I would do ketchup first. What about barbecue sauce? Yeah, probably try that one. You would. Before mayonnaise, yes, it would go mayonnaise. It would go barbecue sauce, mayonnaise, then ketchup. What about Worcestershire sauce ice cream? After ketchup. Uh, hot sauce ice cream. Ooh, that'd be interesting. After barbecue sauce. Okay, so it goes mustard, barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce, hot ma- sauce, hot sauce, mayonnaise, ketchup. What well, cat food ice cream? Couldn't pay me. I hope someone could pay you. 
That's. Just, I mean, for our financial situation, <laughs> if someone offers you a decent amount of money to eat cat food ice cream, I really hope you're. I think anything yes. less than a thousand dollars, I would say no. That's fair, but I'd say a thousand yes. or more. Yeah, absolutely. Five hundred is probably my limit. No, I'd eat cat food flavored ice cream just to eat cat food flavored ice cream. Jimmy, that's gross. Do it for the vine. That's pretty. I don't. That's not a thing anymore. Vine either, but that's something people used to say. Vine doesn't exist anymore. But it was a fun thing people used to say. Do it for the vine. Next story. Are you ready for the next one? Can I say the title? Yeah, you can. You want to read it? Sure. Irish nipple sucking. Okay, so I'm gonna give backstory. Then you read this in your accent. They found they. No, you just do it. Just do it in your accent. I'll do. I don't know if I can do an accent. I don't know if I. People are demanding that you do an Irish accent. Sucking a king's nipples, I can't do it, was an ancient Irish form of submission. It rains a lot here, parentheses Dublin, and is rather chilly, so I would think the king would cover his chest. That means there must have been been royal reception days when the king exposed his nipples in order to facilitate nipple sucking. So much easier to just bow and kiss a ring. As with all royalty, there were power games in the nipple hierarchy. Cutting off a royal descendant's nipples made him ineligible for kingmanship, kingship. Uh, not as subtle as poison, but undeniable evidence that of his uns- unsuitability. Unsuitability for for a kingly king role. role. No nips. Game over. Did you did you write this? No. I just, oh, so this was around. a this was recommended on Facebook by someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who we should give him a shout out. Who was that? Joe Varga. Joe Varga. Thank you, Joe Varga. Uh, um, yeah. So, so you don't think that they had like shirts with holes around their nipples so that they wouldn't have to completely disrobe their top, like take off their shirt? If you're a king, the you're king not probably your has shirt. like an undershirt. That you're not, yeah, you're not taking your shirt off in front of people. That's a good point. So they probably have a shirt that just has nipple cutouts. Yeah, like Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they found like these dead bodies in uh, Ireland that they dug up, like mummified bodies mm-hmm. from way, way back. And they had their nipples cut off. And then it came out. It was just like a line in the article. Like, oh, yeah, because nipple sucking used to be what you did to kings. And the article was supposed to be about the dead bodies they found, but they were really buried the lead. Like, oh, Nipple sucking used to be what you did to kings. Who started that? Just, it had to be one king with a super weird fetish. Uh, yeah, I really don't know how that conversation would get started. Or, I mean, like, if that really is the case, like if one king just one day said, you know, I'm really into this, I'm going to have my peasants suck my nipples. Um, why did the peasants go along with it? Just because he was king? It's the king. You can't not go along with it. But do you think they ever had a moment of like, mm, sir, I don't I don't recall doing this to the other king. Are you sure? Imagine like... Do I have to? They cut your nipples off and you're like, no. No one will suck my nipples off. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thought that would be going through my head. Not, oh my God, I'm about to get my nipples cut off. How are you picturing it? Are you picturing it, picturing it like a baby feeding are you like a quick yeah quick i'm definitely picturing suck? it being like a very uh, dramatic and ritualistic type of scenario where the the king is cradling the person's head up to his teet petting it like a dog that's saying, how you so get yes, someone to submit yes 
submit my peasants. Yeah, good sucking. Good sucking. Yes. Ooh. The he, guy tries to. He like, hasn't latched. He hasn't latched. <laughs> guy tries to come off the nipple, and the king slams his head back <laughs> into his. You're chest. not finished. How do you That's think this? Gross. How do you think Irish nipple sucking ended? What fi- a king died, and like queens were allowed, and the queen was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah, you're the not peasants doing were this. like, "No, no, queen. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it." In Ireland. Now let give me get me, in that nipple. Give me your nipple. <laughs> like, no, that was my husband's. Thing. <laughs> I'm not really into that. Um, what happens when your nipples get cut off? Nothing. If you're a man, nothing. Right? Nothing. If you're a woman, you can't lactate. And then do you just get, just get bloated in the boobs? Do they need to drain them somehow? Yeah, I guess they. I don't know. They'd have to find a way to drain them, or like something they. I don't know if they still do this, but something they used to do if you had a baby, but you say, for instance, like your baby was taken away from you. Yeah. Maybe you're too young. Maybe the welfare queen stole them. <laughs> yes. Okay, Jimmy. This isn't glow. No, that's from, uh, it's a real life case in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. To know that. I thought you were referencing glow. Anyways, um, they would bind your chest. So they would, they would wrap you with like, you know, medical tape, wrap up your chest so that your body would stop producing milk. But I don't know if that, like what you, seems like it'd be really painful if you had a baby and you had milk store milk and then yeah and then nothing oh i'm trying to google it like i'm trying to google lactating without nipples <laughs> what happens do they need to drain them but nothing's coming up it doesn't seem to be uh, a thing it's got to be a thing it, it here's a guide to lactating with flat or inverted nipples didn't know Inverted nipples and it were a thing. Did you? You've never seen inverted nipples on a man? I no. know that doesn't. Is that a thing? I'm going to Google inverted nipples right now. I'm going to hope it's something attractive. Ooh. Jimmy. Oh. What? Oh. In- inverted. I was just thinking. No, like it goes in. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe instead of like drooping down, they're just like, like really perky. They're just like, it's like a, a hole. Yeah, I was. Let gross. me see. Let me see. I want to see the image. Katie is now looking at the inverted <gasps> nipple. Big gasp. Go by the mic. This says inverted nipple surgery. Now, this might be a dumb question, but they didn't have surgery to have nipples like that, right? I would hope not. I would hope they were born with inverted nipples. And I've then- definitely seen inverted nipples on guys before, but never on a woman. I think that's just like a really fat dude who like, you know, all the this, all the skin surrounding is like yeah. suffocating the nipple. Wait, so we don't know what happened? You didn't find anything? No, I mean, I don't, well, that'll be, we'll have a follow up next Just Talking episode. How do women lactate who don't have nipples or have inverted nipples? I'm sure literally zero stop. people that listen to this show are interested in the answer. But um, if you are, remind me. Okay, are you ready? Let's move on. Oh, Irish nipple like sucking. Nipples. That's pretty it's pretty bizarre. Really now you've learned something. This next one, because you're a big fan of uh, my favorite murder podcast. They may even talk about this on, on there if they have not. But it's a story that just came out where this author who writes true crime, it just got arrested uh, for murdering three people 25 or so years ago. So the, he just got caught? Yeah, the headline is crime author who killed people and used own murders to write novels sentenced to death. 
It's not really true. He said like none of the murders. He said he never used the murder, the people he murdered in his books as source material. But still, it's a murderer who wrote crime books. I mean, can you really trust what he says at that point? Do they, ha- they don't have evidence that they don't have evidence of him using his murders in his novels. I guess I mean, it'd be as easy as reading his books and then matching it up to. Yeah, wouldn't that victims. be cool if that's how they caught him? Like this book came out twenty years ago, and someone was like, "Holy shit, this sounds like a real case." And they went back to the real case and matched the pieces. That is a cooler story. Instead, they uh, do you think now that there there's a, now that this is out, I bet you there's you know a handful of crime authors out there that are like, "Oh fuck, I'm screwed," because they're also murderers. Like I bet this is there's more than there's got to be more than one crime author guilty of doing of this. Yeah. O.J. Simpson, if I did do it, that was the name of his book. Okay, but that happened after the fact. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess in this scenario, probably did too. And I don't know. I thought I thought this was really interesting. I'd like to hear more about it. So how they caught him was that they were just taking cold cases from years ago and, and putting the new DNA testing. And they found his clan name. Uh, which I forget what it was, but I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway. Say it was Yang. They found his clan name, which was Yang, and then uh, through DNA like testing, so they knew that was his last name. Then they went to that clan and somehow deducted it down to that guy, and they found him and he copped to it. He he killed a lodger and like two other people for money, and they didn't even have any money, and. He said, "I they're, they're the death sentence. And he said, I deserve to die for my sins. Uh, it was terrible. It haunted me every day. Like, all that shit. And it's like, well, dude, don't, like, don't make me sympathize with you because you're a murderer. Like, if, yes, you deserve to die. You saying that doesn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I deserve to die. What I did was horrible. Like, we know, man. We know. Yeah, that's why you're here. Yeah. So don't say that. Don't try, there to, was, there was don't try an, to humanize yourself. Well, there was another murderer... Fucking I, don't remember, I don't remember who it was, but there was a famous serial killer who also had a similar, um, not plea, but towards the end of their sentencing, they're like, please just take me, like put me down, da- put me down basically. I'm and, a bad and it man. Kind of, and it kind of made sense because the way his crimes escalated, it was almost like he didn't, like how he explained it is he had this personality that did these things and he didn't want to. It was just like part of his nature. Like he didn't enjoy it. It was just something he had to do. And he's like, please, I take me off the streets. Like kill me. I, I'm dangerous. Somebody kill me, please. I just got a phone call from, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but whenever I get phone calls, which I get a lot a day from numbers, I don't know. My stomach just, drops drops i'm like what could for some reason i always assume like oh it's someone calling me because i'm in trouble like i forgot to do this at work or maybe i didn't pay you know pay my credit card bill on time and now they're calling me are you listening to the voicemail in the middle of recording a podcast (gasps) it's your grandma oh (laughs) barbara i gotta call her back well let's finish okay we'll finish this What's she asking? She wants to know when you're going to come hang out with her again? I have to just play this for you when we're done. Play right now. Okay. My grandma's got a lot of fans. Grandma Barbara. Did she say anything embarrassing? <laughs> no. She just... I didn't... Why don't I have it saved? 
I hope I have Katie's voicemail. I want to know if you wanted to meet one night for supper or something. I mean, I would bring something over. Carol said that Susan made the tomato sauce um, before she left, so maybe you're not interested in that, but maybe you like lettuce, chicken cutlets or something. Give me a call when you get a chance, okay? Bye. Oh, I love my grandma. You're our best friends. I love grandma. Setting up a dinner date with my grandma. (laughs) She made chicken cutlets or something. That's a Papa family recipe, chicken cutlets. Yeah, that sounds good. Pretty good, though. We got to figure out what day. I think the only day that I'm working in the evening is. We do this afterwards. Yeah, sorry. Okay. All right, right, let's. We're moving moving on. edit this out. We're moving on to. Katie? Indulgences. Indulgences. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would. Beg your indulgence for a moment. All right, I made a little cheat sheet, but you don't have a lot on here because you're still just just grinding away at the office. And we've been done like a, an episode every three weeks now, and you're still just grinding away at the office. Yeah. I So my new indulgence would probably have to be Downton Abbey, um, although I haven't been consistently watching it now that your grandma isn't here and your mom isn't here because that's who I was watching it with. And they had already seen from season one to the final season, they've already watched the whole thing, but we're willing to rewatch it to watch it with me. So it was very special, and I've been waiting for them to come back so I can watch another episode. Just watch it without them. They've no, already I can't. Seen it. They, yeah, you can. They, you can do that. They've already seen it. So I know, they, but they it's like... Know. No, you're on your own. All right. Fine. All right, here I go. I'm going to go down a list real quick. Wait, I didn't even get to talk about Downton Abbey. What do you want to say about it? Do you know how many questions? Like, oh, Katie, who's your favorite character? Do you think you'd want to live in that time period? Uh, What kind of a uh, dowry would my father provide? Absolutely nothing. We would be the farmers. Um, I I have to be honest. I'd like good television, and if a show gets, like, a lot of acclaim, but unless it's really something silly like Lost, I'm interested. I have zero interest in Downton Abbey. See, I... Do you think I'd like it? N- maybe, yeah, I think you would. I think you would to a point. It doesn't have... It's It's around the same time as Peaky Blinders. Maybe... Nin- the 1920s? Early, yeah. Um, I thought it was older than that. No. It's the early... Maybe it's the... 1910s, 1920s. Okay. Yeah. But it's a wealthy... Yeah, I don't know if you'd really care for the storyline because it's just about wealthy English family in the early 1910s, 1920s. 1900s. So, so there isn't really, I mean, they do, there are some funny parts that are like, I don't know, it's very subtle making fun of the upper class, like the upper class making fun of themselves. Oh. Um, you haven't sold me. No, I don't think you would like it, to be honest. I didn't think I would like it either, but then I watched another timepiece by the same writer. I don't remember the writer's name. Um, can't remember the name of the show to save my life. It was about a doctor and his niece or his daughter. I don't know. But that one was really good, too. Oh, so you're I, talking about that three-piece set. With, yeah, the miniseries. Yeah, that was a really good miniseries. So Shit. then you might like... I can't think of that. I can't think of what that was called. You might like Downton Abbey if you like that one, then. Maybe. Um, all right, Downton Abbey. Also, I'm going to do a solo one. Then we then okay, whatever. Uh, Glow, I did a whole recap of Glow on the movie podcast Six Pack Cinema. So if you've watched Glow and you want to hear my full thoughts, go there cuz Glow on Netflix is about women's wrestling. It's a comedy, it's serious, it's really 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 good for what it is. 
It's not trying to be Breaking Bad or Sopranos. It's trying to be a, a comedy, comedy like thirty-minute episode thing. It's really good at that. The Detroiters on Comedy Central. If you're into silly comedies, tell them how much I was giggling. Giggling like a little schoolboy who'd seen girls' panties for the first time. Whoa! Don't get creepy. That's not creepy. Just and, like uncontrollably laughing and smiling. Yeah, I it's a Jake really silly show. Yeah, like ridiculously silly. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty funny. Like, there's not much more to the humor than what it is. Does that, Se- am I making sense? Season one was kind of iffy, but season two has been cracking me up. Yeah, Jimmy loves it. Uh, it's funny. Detroit okay. on Comedy Central. It's about two ad men. It, it, it's in the same elk of elk. Same ilk. Ilk. Of comedy, of workaholics. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's similar to Warcraft. Yeah. Comedy All right. Um, we watched Netflix movie called Like Father with Kristen Bell. Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, Frasier and Seth Kelsey, Rogen. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer yeah. Seth Rogen, Kristen Bell, and was there anyone else in there famous? Oh, if for anyone who watches Broad City, um, Oh, what's his name? The guy that that Abby works with at the gym that she has a fling with. That actor was in it. Um, I like that movie. It was pretty simple. Like it's yeah. It was just like a. It wasn't even a rom a rom com because there wasn't really any romance in it. But it was. Um, it was like a life, like a like a light life drama. But with comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I, yes, I loved it. It's probably. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it is. It's about a workaholic who gets left at the altar because she's a workaholic, and at the same time reconvenes with her dad, who she hasn't seen since she was like eight years old, and they get blackout drunk and end up on the honeymoon cruise together, where then they gotta like reconvene, work through some stuff, all that type of shit. It was very heartfelt, emotional. And uh, also kind of simple. Like, it wasn't it wasn't that heavy. It wasn't heavy at all. No, it was a simple movie, but it's funny. Yeah, but it was funny. I got a, got a few good laughs out of me. I also teared up a little bit. It was good. Kirsten Bell, husband, Dak Shepard. I've been listening to his podcast a lot lately. Yes, I want to like Dak Shepard. But it, he makes it so hard. You have to listen to one of the newer episodes. He's better. Is he better? He's yeah, I got to give him another chance. I've already given him so many chances, though, because he did an episode on Unqualified with um, Anna Ferris, and he was kind of, like, flirting. They were, I guess they were flirting with each other, and that's fine, whatever, like, you know, for entertainment's sake. But then he was also, like, he just had this tone about him that was very arrogant and, like, I'm too good to be on this, this podcast. Maybe that was just my own perception. Maybe he wasn't like that at all, or that's not at all how he thought of himself but then on his podcast he just likes to talk about his like he's he's the host and he's interviewing these other celebrities yet the entire podcast is him talking about his own life experience and not giving his guests a chance to speak like i would have loved to have heard from ashton kutcher did i learn anything new about ashton kutcher's life from that interview no not even a not even a nothing so what 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 happened was the episodes we listened to are the first two episodes. Dax Shepard's podcast called Armchair Expert. Expert, which your sister likes. She was the first one to tell me about it. Oh, I didn't know that. We listened to his first two episodes of the podcast. So he was interviewing people, 
But he was cutting them off a lot, and he was telling a lot about himself. But maybe because it's the first couple episodes of his podcast, he right. wants his Everyone audience deserves... to learn about him. Right. Yeah, maybe that was intentional. Because I listened to a later one with Caitlin Olsen from Always Sunny, and he didn't cut her off a lot, and it was much better. Yeah. I like it because exactly. he's super um, – thinks about everything. Like, why do I feel this way? Why yeah. do you feel that way? Yes, he's definitely the ty- – his main goal, it seems like, in having these interviews is getting down to, like – is very Freudian. Like he wants to hear about their childhood and how they think their their childhood affected affected them in choosing their career. Like he asked Kristen Bell that his wife, you know, how her childhood affected her, and if he thought if she thought that you know growing up this certain way that she maybe chose this profession because she had a deep desire for more attention. And he asked kind of a similar question to Ashton Kutcher. I like that. I like his thought process. But um, his execution isn't great. So maybe I need, do need to listen to some more. I liked his interview with Kristen Bell just because it was their husband and wife. So it was more of a conversation, conversation and it had more flow to it. But the one with Ashton Kutcher and the one with Johnny Knoxville did not enjoy. I don't really care for Johnny Knoxville in the first place. And that was kind of an uncomfortable interview because he was asking him questions and having him go places that he didn't. Dax kept comparing Dax's in rehab and like a full-blown alcoholic drug addict and johnny knoxville isn't an alcoholic or a drug addict but drinks a lot but and parties, parties a lot yeah and like but never he's not had to go to yeah and dax kept comparing them and you could tell by johnny's like hesitation or answers was like dude like we're not the same <laughs> right well i think Stop. even at one point he did say like it's not it's just not the same yeah whatever um and but that, the, the only bad thing about that podcast is two hours long. That's, that's really a long, long time, yeah. Speaking of which, we're at 42 minutes. Okay, let's let's end it here so I can call Barbara back and make my make our dinner plans. What song should I end on the outro? Um, why don't you play a... Uh, what about that Susto song we both been singing? Friends yeah, that's lovers. a good one. I like that one. Okay, so this is a band called Susto, and this is a song called Friends... Lovers, ex-lovers, whatever. That's the name of the song? Yeah. Not very creative. What's the chorus? Yeah. Song's about an ex-girlfriend, but he still really cares about her, but they're just not dating anymore, and he's, like, remembering the relationship. And, like, I just want you to know that I will always care about you, no matter what our title is, whether we're friends, lovers, ex-lovers, or whatever. So this is Susto, friends, lovers, ex-lovers, whatever. This was an episode of Just Talking. If you listen, let us know what you think about doing kind of like um, weird or interesting news stories or happenings, talking about that, as opposed to having the one subject matter that we did at the beginning of this podcast. Because here's the thing, Katie. I love having the one thing, like when we did recency bias or we did uh when we were doing cognitive biases or when i did the emu war or i did um existential anxiety like all those episodes someone actually went back and listened to existential anxiety and told me they liked it which was like the first episode i did when we did those and we have the main subject i love it it's really hard to find one main subject to dig into and then you and i end up both not wanting to sit down and record because we don't have a planned out main subject but i want to keep doing this because i think that you're really good on the mic and i like doing it with you so so i think that this is a good way to do it just like four weird stories our days talk about them 
the people will listen, see if they like it. Uh, more people listen to this than, than you expect, and I expect, and we really appreciate everyone that does. Thank you. So let us know if you think this is a sustainable format moving forward, and be sure to send in articles or news stories or weird viral things in the future. So thank you very much. Try your hardest. Do your best. Katie? Don't answer phone calls from numbers you don't know. It was my grandma who wanted to have dinner with you. Besides that. Besides that. That, that one occasion. Don't it was an- very rare, okay? Don't answer, don't answer phone calls from people you don't know unless it's Jimmy's grandma who wants to have dinner with you. Maybe some chicken cutlets. Exactly. Bye, guys. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest, do your best, try your hardest, do your best, try your hardest, do your best. Well, I knew you for a long time, that was a long, long time. Just forgot that I always